Astro Romeo sings the streets a serenade, laying everybody low with a love song that he made. Finds a convenient streetlight, steps out of the shade, says something like, Welcome to crudely drawn swords. The actual play dog the actual play dog cast. Dog the actual play dog cast. Oh, I knew it was getting rough. The actual play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls, and intermediate levels of Juliet. The dice was loaded from the start. Nice. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. And G-Matron. with me, <laughs> GM, I have had my name set to GMatron for some time, and Gwyn just pointed out it actually says G-Matron. Oh, G-Matron. <laughs> yeah. G-Matron. With me, as always, are four of the finest people ever to walk the realms of the dead and return. Will they return this time? Time will tell. Sooner or later, time will tell. They are in order of visibility to invisibility. Stuart. <gasps> I'm never first. Hi, I am... St- oh, for fuck's sake, I've just realised we're doing this again. This is why you're not I'm first. I'm Stuart and I'm still <laughs> playing Tristan T. Fucking wild. Get with the programme, people. It's been like five years. You know who Six. I am. Get your think- money for nothing and your kicks for free. Or words <laughs> to that effect. And we also have... Gwyn. Hi, I'm Gwyn, and I play Personal Cleft. I know that! <laughs> a dapper voice to go with his dapper jumper. And we have Pete. Hi, I'm Pete. I play Adam Eagle Ank, the gunslinger. Another pro. There's only one person ranting here, really, until Ali. <laughs> Hi, I'm Captain Ali Hancock, and you can find me at the Edinburgh Fringe from the 6th to the 16th of August at 3.20 at the Doghouse. I've, I've plugged my show. Ooh, the dog cast. That's why we're called the dog uh, yeah, cast. It's the dog cast. It's, it's the dog cast. This might actually go out in enough time it for might. people to see that. Wow. Oh, and I've added two extra shows. <laughs> wow. Well, those tickets must be expensive though, Ali. How much do they cost? Do you know what? They are absolutely free. Because PBH Free Fringe are the best organisation that run free events at the Fringe. Turns out you can get your kicks for free. <laughs> <laughs> or chicks for free. Where can I learn more, Ali? You can learn more at alihancock.co.uk, where you can also find the two extra dates of the 8th of August at uh, 7.45 at Cannons Gate and on the 13th of August at 11.45 in the morning at Cannons Gate. Thanks for asking. Oh, I warn you, we once did a gig almost that early. Wasn't good. <laughs> Wasn't great. Oh wasn't no, that great. was like a two fifteen gig on a Friday. It's the fringe. Fringe time is different print time than normal time. Yeah, we thought that the entire place was just empty. Yeah. <laughs> just us and a bored sound guy. Yeah, last gig we ever did. Who knew? You went out with a bang. Gigs during office hours are always the most well attended. I hear. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? <laughs> great way to bring in an audience. We had like a seven pm, like just before the headliner, and the band went. We can't make that. Can we do 11.15 on a Wednesday? And I'm like, <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. This is why we're not famous. When last we saw our heroes, they had arrived, according to prophecy, in the dwarven realm of Malogorok. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they had enjoyed a little bit of rest and relaxation in the city, during which Tristan improvised music with a backing band who knew all his improvised songs perfectly. And boned a lot of dwarves. <laughs> Enigma created a dwarven pyramid in which mm-hmm. she assumed everyone would die when it collapsed, yeah. but thanks to the power of prophecy, they knew where they'd land. Adam either chilled out in a bar or did a massive gun show. He can do both. He, he possibly did One both. does not preclude the other. And Percy yeah. went on a tour of the museums <laughs> and the largest <laughs> ball of twine in the history of Malogorok. A ball of twine which may only have existed because Percy wanted to see it, <laughs> creating busy work for multiple generations yeah. of dwarves. <laughs> uh, it's all part of the fabric of time. Oh. That, the, the size of that ball of twine um, effectively introduced a cap on the biggest balls of twine that could be created. 
<laughs> it's actually like just it. a regular sized ball of twine. Yeah, it had to be sort of heavily regulated construction of twine balls. It was uh, heavily regulated after that. Twine balls. That's a nickname there. All right, twine balls. <laughs> Old twine balls. <laughs> Old twine balls. <laughs> but the, the crazy thing about that regulation is like it's regulated if essentially by the laws of physics and time, not by people forbidding it. It's like because it's been prophesied and the prophecy is true, anytime someone tries to make a big ball of twine, like a piano falls on them or something, and they just like mm. they never manage to complete the job. This is the basis of string theory. <laughs> Whoa. <Bada> boom. <laughs> and so after their evening of partying, the Hawks had retreated to the sanctum prepared and performed the rite that would move them into the realm of the dead for Tristan and Percy. Meanwhile, Adam and Enigma stepped into the forest of forgotten animals and were quickly reunited with their companions. As they made their way out onto the plains, they were met by a strapping, handsome woman with striking green eyes and hair like the sun. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> who greeted Percy very directly. Oh, shit, yeah! But Percy had no recollection oh. of her. And so I think we'll pick up from there. So this woman has come over towards you and she's clearly well, seeking you out. And she's saying, Percy? Uh, Percy. Oh, hi, it, it's you. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, Percy, it's me. Oh, you finally uh, came. How have you been? I've been waiting so long to see you again. Oh, you have? Um, me too. Me too. Um, <laughs> yes, that. She like embraces you. Like oh, um, yes. He he hello. <laughs> she's uh, she kind of looks back and she's really concerned now. She looks up at you and she's like, "Everything all right? What's what's going on, person?" Um. Yes, everything's fine. What do you think's going on? <laughs> well, you're here, so you must have died. Well, <clears throat> funny story, that. You must have died a long time after me, but you find A long came. time after, you say? How long ago would you say it was that, that you died? I don't know, but you look older than I remember. You, your hairline used to be a lot further forward. Oh, when did you grow kind. this moustache? <laughs> well... Um, you used to be so clean cut. Well, now let's see if, uh, if we're talking pre-moustache, then that, yeah, that was some time ago. It... Were your companions? Is that training course that we... No, no. Uh, oh, my companion. Yes. Percy. Yes. Have you... Have you forgotten me? It's me. It's Bernadette. The funny thing is, Percy, when you hear the name, it's like, it's me. It's... But the rest of you here, it's me, it's Bernadette. <gasps> Sorry, I didn't... Bernadette! Didn't quite catch Berna, that. who, what? Why didn't you introduce us? Do I hear these guys say it? I think it sounds normal when they say it, but when she says it, it doesn't. I'll just kind of look at them then and say, uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Bern Bernadette, of course, of course I remember you, Bernadette. I might sidle over to Enigma. Hey. How do we handle this enigma? <laughs> I think we kind of watch from the sidelines awkwardly and just do a little cringe. Right, yeah, but we... I mean, Percy's got this. He's a smart lad. He'll work it out. Somehow. I don't think he will. I'm saying either we tell her the truth or tell him the truth. Which one? We take one each. Tell them both the truth. <laughs> guys, guys, come in quick. Enigma, uh, Percy. <laughs> And uh, uh, yeah, yes, Bernadette. Yeah. Quick, quick cover. And Bernadette, of course. Yeah. I'm going to push Enigma forwards. Enigma has got something to tell you, and it is big. Enigma, over well, to you. Well, go on then, Enigma. So blow us all away. Enigma? That's a strange name. The thing is, Tristan was going to say something, <laughs> and uh, he just he, look, he wanted to be introduced properly. Tristan, take it away. Enigma's too humble. Look, me and Enigma can't decide <laughs> who should tell you this, so and we'll look at each other. Adam, step up, my friend. You're up. Adam has got something to tell you that is going to, quite frankly, 
blow your minds. Go, Adam. Right. Adam! Adam, whoa! It's uh, critical information, Adam. Is there a threat or something says, here? Hello, Adam. I'm Bernadette. What, what's going on? Please, please help me. I'm very confused. This isn't how I thought this would go at all. And there's like card maybe tears in her eyes. Adam, context clues. You've got this. <laughs> well, uh, how did you think it would go? Nice. <laughs> 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 He says, I, I thought he'd remember me. I thought I was important to him. I'm, I'm pretty lost as well. <laughs> so turn around and look at the others going, well, this is awkward. Um, so, so you're Bernadette <laughs> from, uh, from university, right? Percy. Right, fine. Bernadette, uh, <laughs> when... Sold you. We're just going to have to tell her. Uh, Percy, mm. you do you remember when we came to the Land of the Dead and we had to give up a memory? You probably remember that. Bit. Like it was yesterday. Yeah, thought so, thought so. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to point at Bernadette awkwardly. This is your one true love. Sorry, buddy. You forgot her. I think I'd remember a thing like that, uh, Tristan T. Wild. Actually, what Tristan says is, this is your... <laughs> oh, wow, okay. See, told you, Percy. I filled him in, right. Bernadette. The thing is... We... <laughs> uh, Enigma, take over. Go. Enigma's got something to say. Uh, uh, well, uh, we were faced with a dilemma and he sold you out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not... No. Sold me out? No. Bernadette, listen. No, steady on, Enigma. That's... I haven't sold anybody out. <laughs> She's about to slap Percy and then she kind of looks at Tristan well, as he says, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Well, he sold right. the thoughts... Serious, because this is this is a, a sad thing. We are not dead, uh, but when we wanted to come here, we had to. You know about the payment, memories, and things, don't you? You must do. I came here the conventional way. Oh yeah, nah, no one's doing that anymore. Long story short, I've met a lot of people here. I think most people are. I mean, yeah, fine. Thanks, which either way. Yeah, he has unfortunately had your memory removed from his mind, but not by choice. He didn't want to. It was stolen. Said, stolen from him. He put up a hell of a fight. A hell of a fight. Oh, you should have seen it. It was so romantic. But he doesn't remember it. But your, your friend Enigma just said he sold me out. Yeah, Enigma lies. He, well, he, he used you as a payment. Use your no, memory. No, no, Enigma! A payment? No, she's lying. A payment? Trust I, me, I, uh, I true love true. was a no, payment. Bernadette, I cannot tell a lie. The memory of Percival, it. Cleft, how dare no, you? No, he didn't. I cannot tell a lie, and I'm telling you that's the truth. Oh, I suppose you like big butts as well, do you? <laughs> uh, I like all butts, goddammit. I'm Tristan T. Wild, butt man. Even water butts. The T stands for butt. I don't remember any of this, but I'm... I, I, I'm sure that when we entered uh, the Land of the Dead the first time, Enigma wasn't even there, so she probably is lying about it. <gasps> Thank... Ah, that's true. We came to rescue her. I heard about it secondhand. Tristan told me about it later and he lied. Probably. I lie a lot, but I'm not lying now. But he, you said you... <laughs> she says, so this man, and she's now like pointing at Percy, but talking to you, Tristan, has no recollection of me at all. No. And I have been waiting here. Yeah, but... It was stolen from him. It was taken against his will. I have been waiting for him. Yeah, so help us get his I memory back. If, if you help us, it might help jog his memory. And then, when he eventually does die, his memory will come back. Shut up, Enigma. She doesn't know that's not how it works. <laughs> At least at that time, he might be far away. How much of this conversation am I actually getting, Ben? Is it? You're getting, like, fuzzy bits. Anytime it comes into what she is to you... Or she's talking about your history. You're getting it fuzzed in and like weird fuzzy bits. So the the process of us entering, I'm getting, but basically everything else is just. But a lot of the other stuff, there's like pit patchy yeah. bits, a bit like when you're on like a call and someone's just cutting out. You know, it's like it keeps going into tunnels. There's bits of static, so you get like and and it sounds like bits of words, and then uh, that sounds like brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Heck of a tune. <laughs> so, like when you get a migraine, it's it's not absent. 
you just can't make any sense of it. Yeah, it's like it can't stick to your brain. But as the conversation continues... Oh, like when you read the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when you read The, the Veil by Fraser Simon. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tag him in this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it just needed an editor. So, yeah, as that's going on, as you're having this conversation, you're kind of picking up bits and pieces, but not much of it. And she, she says, Tristan, so you've just said, oh, yeah, if you help, we'll get his memories back it might, yeah and she says if it went to the well of forgetting it's gone I, everyone here knows I that. don't know that it did they're gone I, I'm not sure that it did have you ever thought that how much of what you are is just how people see you and how people remember you yes I have that's why I made a giant gold statue so I'd have something a bit more <laughs> a bit more concrete to show this world quite honestly well, you mixed up gold and concrete. But then they just statue out of concrete. Uh, yeah, and then painted it gold. No one can tell the difference. It's fucking 200 feet up in the air. They're not going to check. I put a load of, a stashed load of cash in there. You'll forget this as well in a minute. I'm going to drag her to the well and throw her in. She says, this, this is very painful to you. What do you, what do you need? For our old times, if there's a way I can help you, I will. But then I have little else to wait for, I suppose. Then you can rejoin the circle and find new meaning. Yes. Yes, I suppose. This was supposed to be our time. This was supposed to be some recompense for everything we lost. Look, I will see if there's anything we can do. We're a, we're a pretty big deal. I reckon we can sort something out. <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee it, but I guarantee I will get his memory back. If it takes me a year and a day to do it, God damn it, I will get that memory back. God, another series. This, I swear! And there's a crashing across the heavens. Percy, what do we yes. need? Um, I do believe that we need to, to find the author of the Codex and the Grey Book. Yes. Oh, random stranger Bernadette. Yeah, I think it was the C Codex or the Grey yeah. Book. The C Codex, that's the one. Yeah. I reckon Bernadette here is going to know what we're talking about. Yeah. She's just some some person. Uh, Bernadette, have you ever written any um, any books? Percy, I was a midwife. Yeah, she Give was. Birth to a book. I was literally. You write any books on the side? No. You know, you should know this. You should have known this. Awkward. He did. He used to talk about you all the time, if it's any consolation. Did he tell you I was assassinated? He didn't. He said the out. ending was too... Pa you were assassinated. How? But, can you tell us by whom? It wasn't for writing a book, was it? Percy! No. I, I'm, I'm just asking. I was a midwife. Who assassinated you just as a callback to the past what percy said was she died during childhood. Yeah, i know it was amazing it wasn't her own that was by far the weirdest story we've had and we've had some weird stories he says it was a very significant night when the queen was due to give birth and someone saw the child prophesied wait do you mean the lagorge queen Yes. <gasps> Sylvia Lagorge. Oh, I'm going to turn wide-eyed to Enigma. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it a child that murdered you? No. Okay, good, good. It was someone dressed as a servant. I mean... Because the Queen and her companion, Aseline Ravine, they gave birth on the same night. And I took the children out to the physician to inspect them. And at that moment, a servant broke in and assaulted us. I, I ran, the physician was slain, and as I turned away carrying the infants, I was stabbed from behind. And so was the child. The child was killed? Yes, the princess was killed. Did they have any other children at that point? They already had one daughter. What was that daughter's name? Wintergreen. Doesn't ring a bell. That's different to Jasmine, isn't it? Jasmine, Wintergreen and... Um, Saffron. And Saffron, thank you. I never heard of Jasmine. Wait, is this why Enigma doesn't remember? <laughs> Did she sell her memory? 
I was going to say, maybe Enigma isn't a princess. She was the peasant girl that was switched for... She hasn't been a princess. Right, but I know her name's Jasmine. I know her name's Jasmine. We're not stupid, Adam. (laughs) I know my name's not Jasmine. And it's me. Because you sold your memory (laughs) of your name. No, I don't remember doing something like that. My many crisps. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Pete. We've had four seasons of this. That's right, I'm going OC. What was that about a prophecy? (laughs) Yeah. In fact, Bernadette, you sound like plot. Talk to my man Adam here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try and fill Percy in as best I can. He says, yes, I do not believe the royal child survived that night. I believe it was the child of the Queen's companion was the only one that survived. Are you? Do you mean companion is in lover or is in friend? As in friend. Okay, I was just checking. As in a member of the court that went through pregnancy at the same time. No, I was just checking. Okay. Adam, continue. <laughs> you got this. Come on. There was a detail that you mentioned about a prophecy. We're interested in prophecies. He's interested in prophecies. Mm, the three of us aren't that worried. <laughs> Go and talk to Percy. <laughs> yes there was something about a prophecy must be served those were some of the last words I heard before I was stabbed in the back trying to get children to safety I didn't stop to interrogate what the prophecy was because a man was trying to murder small children and part of a midwife's job is not letting anyone murder small children very much an important part I think and I failed in that I think you were very brave the fact that one of those infants survives is down to you. I wish I could have done that. But then, I wish Percy could have remembered me. There's a lot of things I've, I've wished for. Come on, if, if there is a person, they may be at, um, they may be at Broadbridge. That's where I'd start looking for Broadbridge. Just to confirm, she said the prophecy must uh, effectively be... Be served. Must be served. I don't think that's anything that's to do with us. Sounds really unlikely. I'm going to say, uh-oh. I don't think we're right in that someone needed to try and kill you, but, uh, oh. Wait, so the child of the queen was killed, but the child of the friend wasn't? Yes, I believe so. I mean, maybe they weren't. I mean, this, this, this here could be the child, you know, just saying. I'm not a child. Yeah, we were. Never. She says, if she was the child born that night, she is not a princess. Oh, oh shit. And to be fair, I'm not a princess. The twist at the heart of Cruelly Draw Swords. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got magic daddy ghost pig. No, no, no. That must be it. I'm confused now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some, you don't have to be a princess some... to have a daddy ghost pig. I think you do. It's who you are, your blood, or is it? Where you're raised. Good question. And I really am someone of the streets. So, you know, I'm part of the land. Anyway, come on. This, we'll, we'll talk as we walk. Are you really a child of that night? Enigma? Uh, I don't... Is that why you have such a strange name? <laughs> I don't remember when I was born. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy screaming, <laughs> gasping for air and looking for milk. You were very young at the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most people forget that kind of thing it transpires. Oh, you forgive them, but you won't forgive Percy for forgetting. Unbelievable. Too soon. Just chill out. <laughs> Read the room. I entirely forgive Percy for not remembering his own birth. <laughs> In fairness, again, the memory was stolen from him. It wasn't, he didn't just choose to forget you. She gives a shake of her sun-like hair <laughs> and leads you <laughs> Percy, do you want me to bards kiss her? Because I will. No, I don't think there's any need for that. She seems very nice. Percy, I had that. no idea that you... <laughs> 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 My friend, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's so bad. You know, that, that's okay. I'll take it on the chin. <laughs> her later with a uh, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> or, or Bernadette, you could woo him, re rekindle the memories, woo him while he's here, while you've got the chance. Don't give me that sad, it's not worth it face. I feel sorry for myself. You've been waiting forever for this. Someone's stolen his memory. Get it back. Put the work in. It's Percy. You're not just going to give up on him, are you? I'm I'm not the one who gave up on him. 
Am I? You, you're about, well, you're about to. Mm. And I'm going to flick my head, my auburn hair, <laughs> and I'm going to turn and with a hoity walk, I'm going to, come on, Percy, if she can't be bothered, we can't be bothered. Hmm. And we'll walk off in the opposite direction, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> the end. I don't think that's necessary, Tristan. She seems to be taking us somewhere useful. Okay, fine. I'm going to whisper to Enigma and Adam, hang back, let them walk together. Let them chat. Okay. I'm a matchman. <laughs> Someone's getting married in the morning. Ding dong, the bells are going to chime. Oh no, it's turned into a rock <laughs> Tell me more, tell me more. She's been dead for 30 years. He was just travelling in the land of the dead. Could they be any more different? They're the original odd couple. I imagine that the the conversation is just going to be a constant barrage of static whilst like just gives non-committal sort of positive <laughs> affirmations. It's like, so you really don't remember? I mean, how, how could I forget that? Oh, oh. All that time that you, and then I, and then later, and then he said, <laughs> "Yes, yes, yes." So how far would you say the the, the place of the game is? Play, the, play them a song, Tristan, like a romantic, like oh, yeah, a lover yeah, song. <laughs> Tristan's like a love struck Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> She says, oh, it, it's a little down beyond the river here. And you can actually see, you kind of come over the brow of this hill and the river winds across through a valley. And there's a small town there. So you make you make your way down as you're approaching the t- town. Are you still all hanging back, Enigma, Tristan and Adam? Yeah. So, so as you approach this town and you catch them up, Percy's like, I can imagine maybe a little resigned to just the static. <laughs> it's like, and then you said, kh, 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 and it wasn't even my watermelon. <laughs> I missed the setup again. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're coming into this very calm, homely little market town on a bridge over a river, light stone houses and little shopping streets and there are a few people with food carts along the bridge itself there seems to be a market and Bernadette says (laughs) 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 Bernadette says most people pass through here sooner or later so if you know who your man is you should be able to find them quite easily I should think because as you seek them, you'll find their moment of passing. We don't know who our man is, and how do we go about finding out? That's a very interesting question. What happened? Have, have you forgotten? <laughs> um, oh, I'm just not... let it go already, woman! <laughs> <laughs> you actually, you do know the name of the author of the sea Oh, do we? Okay, fine. Which is Ludovic Kreese. <laughs> Ludovic Kreese. We're just going to start shouting, <laughs> shouting his name. Ludovic! Grease! Ludovic! Ludovic! I need a crease! <laughs> Oi, crease monkey! <laughs> yeah, like grease monkey. It's clever. But Bernadette, have you, um, do you know this, this place at all? I know the town quite well. I've stayed here for a little while. Would you care to uh, accompany us? We're looking for Ludovic Crease. That doesn't mean anything to me, but I expect you'll be able to, uh, if a little searching, you can often find people, even quite unexpected people. So I think this might be a good place for a bit of an analyse, maybe. Oh, oh no. We're going to have to interact with the game! Oh. No! <laughs> Let's analyse. This is where I'm hearing... <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everyone's appreciating my lovely pun. Oh yeah, no, if if you want to pierce the constant illusion, that's probably lift the veil. You already lifted her veil. So, yes, if, if you're going to lift the veil, 
if Percy's kind of doing the actual search and Tristan, Enigma or Adam wanted to help or hinder, you could effectively give him a plus one to the role. Like, aid. Just describe how you're helping. What is this role? Am I the best person to do the search? Whatever the role is, it's about how you're feeling. This is the game where we use the feeling wheel. Feely wheel. The feel wheel. Okay. So, yeah, fundamentally... It's about how you're feeling, and that's the same for both roles. So if someone is assisting Percy in this search, just describe what you're doing to help find. Oh, 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 hang on. Yeah? Right, I can, I don't really understand this game, but if I touch the world, I can feel the world or feel how the world feels or something. Okay, that sounds clever. So which, uh, which class are you? Wayward. The Wayward. Cool. It is when you channel your essence into the natural world through touch, be it plants, animals, or any product of the earth. Roll plus essence spent on a ten plus. I can my senses extend through it yeah. as though I were part of it. Okay, cool. So you have two essence to start with. Right. So you can use one or two. You can roll plus one or plus two. Okay. And this is a straight roll in the dice roller. What kind of a dice? 2d6. And how much essence are you using? One. If I only get two, then I've got one for later. Okay, cool. One for now, yep. one for later. And that's an 11, so that's rad. Rad! I interacted with a game! Only taken six years. Yeah, you can. So Enigma just touches the ground and either your senses can extend through it. I imagine that's what's happening. Yeah, and you can also speak to it. You can treat it as a named NPC. So basically you can talk to it, you can communicate with it, you can even get to a situation where it owes you favours. Okay, so I'm going to try and have a little natter with it and see if it recognises this crease fellow. And, you know, maybe the ground recognises the feel of his footsteps as it passes over. So yeah. we have quite a long chat about, like, different types of shoes and, you know... We're in the land of the dead, so you find out about his soul. <laughs> Ali has entered the chat. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. I was literally talking and I was like, man, this one is low-hanging low fruit. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only fruit we consume on this show. Do you love those dangly plums? <laughs> okay, so yes, you have this conversation with the ground. All right, ground. About feet and its sensations and its experiences are strange because it does know them through the touch of their feet. But also it's the terrain, it's the growing things. And the lost animals eating the grass. Yeah. It's really ticklish. Yeah, I think part of this is actually as much as the ground. I think you're communicating with through Daddy Ghost Pig as well. For sure. And so between those, you're kind of communing. And I think after a while you get this message. It's like, because you don't know much about this guy apart from he wrote this book and his name. But it turns out that's enough. And the ground gives you this sensation and you feel through it where he was and has been. I can't believe he pissed against my tree. <laughs> and... The feeling of his bare feet upon its terrain. You suddenly, like, you know that he waits across the bridge. Or that he is across the bridge. You don't necessarily know that he waits there. Okay. And you feel almost like a compass-like pull. What do you do? Guys, this way. He's the other side of the bridge. I know because I asked the ground. Let's go! <laughs> yeah. um... <laughs> no one questioned it. <laughs> the... the... <laughs> other side of the bridge is that within this little village or is that somewhere is that heading out yeah the, the village kind of is both sides of the bridge okay, it, it's it feels like a kind of old like almost like a chilton's type market town oh, it's got ducks. that <laughs> both sides of the valley type vibe and you go across the bridge there's a marketplace on the bridge on one side you notice a little fortune teller's store and you go over it the other side there's can I stop off at the fortune teller's store first? Oh, you can stop off at the fortune teller's store, of course. <laughs> what was it that Bambury used to have to do? Um, I'm going to... Read fortunes with cards. He had to... 
grant a fortune to someone who asked. I will say to the fortune teller, Hello there, are you able to um, read my fortune? Of course I will. As you wish it, so shall it be. That's a bit cryptic, you could just said yes. <laughs> Is that, that the fortune? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, thank you very much, moving on. <laughs> they pick up a handful of yarrow stalks and pass them to you. Do I eat these? No, they're horribly poisonous. Please cast them down upon this tray and I shall tell you what your future holds within the patterns. Okay, okay sounds simple enough. Uh, chuck them into the tray. They land and the fortune teller starts to describe. She says, ah, we have nine, we have nine crossing, three broken, four high. This means, and then they start shifting around. The fortune teller stops and goes, this is a notable fortune. Something strange becomes you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm good at this sort of thing. <laughs> it's a brag. And they shift around until the stalks form a lantern. Mm. And then within the lantern, the, the like stalk in the centre that portrays the wick catches fire. And then it spreads out and fire consumes the entire tray. Just all the stalks are burnt out. And then the stall, and then the person. <laughs> the fortune teller looks up at you and says... I bet, I know what you're going to say. A lot of people think that that's a bad sign, but actually it just <laughs> means change, right? <laughs> fortune teller says, You have a destiny, Percival Clare. <gasps> you never told her your name! <laughs> Don't we all? Care to enlighten me? Of course, of course. The fall of the stalks first signified a difficulty, a confusion, a way in which your past is confusing your future. There is something in your past which is still affecting your future. A point to Bernadette. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they changed into the symbol and caught fire, I've never seen that in my life before. At a guess, Fire and ruin. I, I'm going to have to cut me some new stalks now. It's going to be very time-consuming finding ones of the right way. I'm, I'm very sorry. I, it's an extraordinary fortune, an extraordinary telling. I'm glad I get to tell you it, but... You didn't really tell him anything, to be fair. Well, I was expecting to have a good deal more information than fire and ruin, which was what I received. There we go, fire and ruin. There's your destiny. Have a nice day, sir. Good. Mm, well... There we go. Fortune tellers, eh? <laughs> As she, like, starts pulling down, like, the little front piece of her stall, the little canvas blind on the front. You just hear her mumbling about, all gone to shit since I gave away those cards. You <laughs> <laughs> stomp off along the bridge. Gone to lunch, back in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> gone to get new yarrow stalks weirdly she has has that on the sign so you think it can't be the first time just needs better health and safety like you know stop leaving fire around stop filling the yarrow stalks up with petrol that kind of thing well, well uh, let, let's push on across the bridge and so as you reach the other side of the bridge the road opens out into a kind of little town square there's a small fountain in the centre of it and larger buildings all around. Some of them appear to be shops or cafes. They look very pleasant. On one side, and Enigma, this is who you're being drawn to, is a fairly short, scrawny, bald man. As usual. <laughs> with a long, scraggy white beard and a loose robe. It's the dungeon master. And he is sitting on a step at one side, eating a piece of fish. Just as the prophecy said. <laughs> <laughs> as the goddess wills. What do you do? Guys, guys, it's that guy. Nice place you've got here, I'll say to him. <laughs> <laughs> After all, I was following the soul. He says, what? Yeah. What? I said, mackerel to meet you. 
What? Oh, I should have said it's cod to... What do you want? Your fish! Give us your fish! It's not my fish! Fine! Like, turns around and starts, like, guarding it. And, like, like man, get your own! Adam, show him your guns! Why am I shouting at you, Adam? I don't know! I'm, I'm right here! <laughs> Dude, get him, then! <laughs> Shoot him! Shoot him he in like the face. gets up and starts running away. Yeah. Don't let him get away. He's the fella who wrote the codex. Shoot him in the feet. Shoot him in the leg at him. Quick. <laughs> it's the only way to stop him. Come back. I don't want to. <laughs> You're crazy. Please. We'll be your best friends. We need your help. Not your fish. Did you write the C codex? Not, not your kelp. Your help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want an NPC to do something and their motivations don't line up with yours, roll. Oh, wait. So, Percy, I think this is a sway roll from you. I've got the backing band. If you need someone's help in order to perform your art... Oh, no. That's what do I do? Uh, so, if you open your character sheet and you just want to roll... How do you do that? Do you just press roll dice? Just press roll dice and it will ask you some questions. Normal or advantage? And so, the first one is... How is Percy feeling right now? Oh, it doesn't ask me that question. It just says difficulty normal. Yep, difficulty's normal. Okay. Oh, attribute. And the next one... Mad, peaceful, sad, joyful, scared, powerful. Yeah, so how's Percy feeling? Mm -hmm. So we, we have a much more comprehensive list. So just how, how's he feeling? We'll get to the stat from there. He's feeling slightly confused about how everything he goes near seems to turn to shit in this place. <laughs> Okay, so confused falls under scared. So roll plus scared. Yeah. An intermediate success. So you need to give them something now instead of later. You need to do them a favour first. You need to give a piece of yourself to them, body or I've soul. I've done enough of that. Percy's <laughs> <laughs> done with that. It's never backfired. So I, I think this is, this is like you're going to owe them some obligation. Yeah, that's fine. Obligation is a game term. Yeah, obligation is a thing that exists in this game. Okay. But it's fine. We'll get to that because I, I think probably you have a way to enact that. After a while of calling and presumably you suppressing Tristan's insistence. No, I'm still grabbing at his fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get it. There's plenty more fish in this river. <laughs> <laughs> and he hands me his marble I'm fine <laughs> he kind of comes cautiously back he's like your friend's crazy what did you call me I'll show you crazy <laughs> I just start smacking my head with my hands he's like well two can do that game and he starts smacking his head with his oh nice what? Like, whoa 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 I don't want any trouble son I don't want any trouble now <laughs> excuse me sir uh, why are you so weird I was born this way, Percy. You've known me for many years now. <laughs> so, uh, that is very true. Um, are we to understand correctly that you wrote the C Codex? What? I said, are we to understand... Ludovic Crease? Sorry? Ain't a man whatever done writing. I, 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 I don't know. Do you understand? Um, Adam, do you understand? Uh, uh, it's a bootstrap paradox. Um, I, I don't know what that means. He hasn't got any shoes. Uh, it means it means you wrote it, person. <laughs> oh, am I him? That's you in the future. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you me? Am I you? Am I you? It means that. Yeah. Uh, so it just well, I mean, I might be just extrapolating too far, but I haven't done much this episode, so I've got to do something. <laughs> 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 Right, uh, Adam, back to your hole. <laughs> it means just that that you wrote it, but put his name on it. Does that make sense? So that the, an author in the past, yes. How did you get that from this fish conversation? Unbelievable. Perhaps. C codex so. fish. This is why you and Parsi are the smart ones. <laughs> oh, okay. I might be wrong, but you, but you have the book, don't you? You have that. No. No, Hector has it. He'd, he'd seen the book when he visited Hector, so he knows what the book looks like, and he knows who it's by. Ah, maybe you didn't write it then. But he hasn't got it, because it's super obscure. Ah. So, Adam, you're saying that basically we've got to write this book, basically. 
That makes sense. I'm less sure of myself now. No, no, we're back here to do manner of <laughs> crazy Unless things. Unless the fish guy um, dictates it. I could dictate your story. I spent half my life living in a sea cave. I got lots of things about, like, sometimes I thought maybe it'd be nice if I had some fish, and other times I had some fish. It was pretty good. Guys, it was pretty get good. a pen and paper, get this down. Yes, yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, this is gold. <laughs> I think Adam's right, Percy. Yeah, no. Um, Why did we need to find... The did we need to jump out into his timeline so that we could write this prophecy, give it to him, and then he could pass it on to Hector? Is that what that might have been it? Uh, I think yes. We wanted Hector's being guided by this book, so we need to put things in it. That's what I've got. Yeah. Okay. So that that's probably why we're here. And yeah, priest man. I love that we don't know our plans. <laughs> I seem to remember last time your route back into the world of the living was through a resurrection one. Yeah. So we res this dude. Right. Yeah. He's still chewing on his plate. He seems to be eating the skeletons. He's like, one time I was just sat there in my cave and I got my fire for warmth, but I was facing the other way and there were shadows on the wall and I thought, ain't life like that sometimes. <laughs> Just like shadows on the wall of a cave. It's very profound. Yeah. That was some good fish I was eating that day. Yes, would, would you care to, um, to assist us with something? Well, I suppose seeing as your friends kind of calmed down a little and ain't trying to steal my place no more, dare say I could give you a little help. Fantastic. Um, come with us. Alright. You sound like you ain't so sure. But you ain't Plato either. Oh, no, no, we're fairly sure. But I'll come with you because you seem like interesting people. And I'll be honest, precious few folk have taken much of an interest in me these last while. Mm. Nice to have someone who wants to hear about sea caves. Um, do you know, do you remember how you died, Mr. Crease? Yeah, that's right. I ate some fish and I got real sick and I died. And then I was here. Are we pressing air? <laughs> Thank you for your respect. <laughs> I appreciate them. <laughs> Where did you live? You've oh. never heard your accent before. <laughs> oh, a lot of people who live in sea caves talk like this. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Very much a sea caves accent. I guess it's got something to do with the echo of the. Uh, yeah, that's right. But also, to be honest, it's not so different from most people that I lived around. I'll talk like this. I reckon, I reckon the whole of Carisonga probably talked like this. Hey, have you seen this guy's... Look at look at this guy's weapon. <laughs> uh, have you seen one of those before? Yeah, son, that's called the sword. No, obviously that guy over there that's got the guns. He calls them a, a goon, a go, a gon. I think it's a gon. Guaun. <laughs> Oh, sorry, uh, Ga Gaoon. No, I ain't never seen nothing like that. Okay, you sound like you may have done. That was all. <laughs> his arm muscles. Or arms. Adam, do you, have you seen this guy living in a cave in uh... your time? Or... <laughs> so how might old Ludovic be of assistance to you, sir? Percy, your thoughts? Well, I, I think we need to, need to use him as a focus for rights, don't we? And out into his timeline and then we can sit down and tell him a tale as old as time that's probably what we're after let's do it do like tales as old as time and wondering whilst we're here though i mean perhaps we can answer this um ourselves you say that um i've lost certain memories what happens to memories when they go bernadette who is still here <laughs> oh hey buddy no, uh, she... They go to the well of forgetting. She says, what Tristan said. Yes. Ow, chica chica. The well of forgetting. Yeah. You could fish in the and well of forgetting for a different memory. What, what is this? Like, how do they get to the well of forgetting? Imagine that this whole realm is a slow whirlpool. Mm. And at its heart is the well of forgetting. The memories are what, what you relinquish to be born again. Yeah. And this whole realm is a system that takes those memories in and carries them to the well. I mean, if you know all this, why have you been giving him such jip? 
She just widens her eyes really wide. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You're hurt, but again, not his fault, the, not your these fault. These very green eyes. One that was literally half an hour ago. How are you not over that yet? Yeah, come on. <laughs> if he wanted to extract something from the Well of Forgetting, how would you do that? As far as I know, the Well of Forgetting is exit only. What goes in does not come back. No memories have ever been again. Okay. But this is not my speciality. I was a midwife. It was the first time. That's what I'm saying, Percy. The orientation we were given when we came through the Mother City told us only that this was the destination of memory. So, if when memories go in, they can't come back out, how would you intercept a memory before it went in? Like, how do they get from one place to another? I do not know. Like, perhaps they drift in the air. Perhaps they pass through like ghosts. I have never seen them, but that doesn't mean they're not passing through. You may be able to find them, if you could find their moment. My matrix vision doesn't really work here, or does it? Your matrix vision is encoded in the move Pierce the Veil. It does sort of work, but what you tend to see is not so much matrix vision as what is beneath the veil of reality. So instead of the green and pleasant land, you see the ashlands and the carved rivers of dust. I want to see if I can see any, like, memories, like, dust trailing on the wind or something. Might as well have just a quick look. Memories like fingerprints are slowly rising. Yeah. I want to um, use my special move as well. Okay. What's your special move? My special move is reconfigure. When you remake parts of the environment as you see fit, describe what you take and what it becomes. Oh, cool. Then roll plus implement. Uh, On a 10 plus, you do it and get all three below. On a 7 to 9, you do it but only choose one. Yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, you can use that to change the world around you. Um. I would like to do that. Um, And maybe I will ask Enigma. Because the Land of the Dead is not something that's based on like linear time, as we've established. Yeah. It's just everything is happening all at once, kind of. Yes. It's like time has become geography here. Yeah. So it it happens in different places rather than at different times. So I would like to see if Enigma, with her connection to the the realm or whatever, can help identify the time or the the point or whatever um, where I gave up my memories. And then I would like to reconfigure the world in order to kind of tag that memory and align it to the element of ice. Wow, okay. So, what's your goal with this? My goal is to then write a prophecy that says that Hector has to go and retrieve that memory and restore it. (laughs) Nice. Brilliant. Okay, that's really cool. So, Enigma, do you want to roll Help or Hinder for Percy? Uh, Is that another 2d6? That is... Now that is one of your moves, so you just use roll dice on your character sheet. I see it. Perfect. Boom. Yeah, so no other modifiers. Cool. How were you feeling? I, 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 oh. Overly confident at all times. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, fairly, fairly confident, just because I've, uh, I have, you know, guided everyone towards the sky. Okay, so pow- powerful. Powerful, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Percy, how are you feeling? I'm feeling powerful. I'm back in the land of the dead, trying to rearrange it to, uh, and, and rearrange it and break it. That's, uh, I think I feel pretty powerful. Yeah. So you're rolling with a plus one, and rolling plus implement. Your modifier begins at plus one. Okay. My normal disadvantage or advantage? Your normal. Normal. Uh, powerful, and then at plus one. Sorry. Yeah. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> oh. That's a low number. Mm. Okay. I rolled a higher number. Yeah, but that plus one is still incorporated here. Well, fuck. Percy, Enigma guides you to the point of memories moving through the world. And she's able to find these drifting towards the well of forgetting. And I think that as you start reaching through for this memory 
you reach out with the power of the ice that comes through you which is also what your implement is in this case it's the it's Kalinor's power but what you find is that as you mark these memories you find yourself starting to forget things about the sword okay it's like your own memories are getting tagged in and so you're like oh I'm losing stuff here and you pull back but you feel the power of the well of forgetting and it is enormous it's if it's like a metaphysical singularity you can really feel that weight and as you draw back what you have lost is your recollection of the prophecy of what would happen if you smashed the sword <laughs> okay <laughs> Back on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you see Percy reach out and then his face looks shadowed for a moment and then he kind of comes back to himself. And the only other thing that is strange about this is when you look around Percy, the other hawks all have matching Percy moustaches now. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I can make it work. I definitely can. Is my Percy moustache like dr- got dreads at the end? If not, they seem well. You can have a dreaded, yeah, dread I, moustache. I, it definitely can. Yeah, so you have a handlebar moustache now. Can I tell whether I was successful in, in tagging that memory? You, it felt successful to you. we go along there's no time to think now we must just act act and react oh no i've forgotten his name who's the who's the matron guy like his american Ooh, matron yeah him that guy kenneth yes, williams williams Branner. not kenneth Branner. Kenneth Branner. <laughs> Ooh, matron. I, don't I don't even know his face i don't think i've ever seen a full carry-on film you're in one <laughs> <laughs> at that point of my like uh, oh I'm not on camera just assume that my bra pinged off yeah <laughs> mine certainly did um, I actually think my uh, my stylish moustache the real vibe it gives me is Pat from Ghosts I think uh, I just need like the arrow through the neck and I'm oh, there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we can that. arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Also, Gwyn, you just looked a hell of a lot like Nyron just then, which was interesting. As you took it off, there was a moment I was like, hey. Told you he's mine. I mean, which, not as surprising, given that he's your son, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is exactly like, what Gwyn, happened. I know this guy. There's this kid that I know that you, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is um, exactly why it's a problem when we haven't recorded for like a month because <laughs> yeah. we're all so excited to talk yeah. that we end up just gibbering for like I'd an hour. I'd just like to point out that Alice like my out. technical problems weren't the should thing that delayed us, us the most. Should have given us the uh, leeway we needed, but Lee didn't want it. Meanwhile, Adam... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Mean, I just I was looking at Pete when I said Adam. I so nearly said Pete. <laughs> like, no, that's not the name of the character. Uh, meanwhile, Pete and Enigma popped what? into the. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just said Pete and Enigma. <laughs> was that not on purpose? You psyched yourself out. <laughs> I did. No real my life brain... names. <laughs> no, my brain went wrong. Meanwhile. Adam and Enigma made their way into the... 
dog. Pete and Ali made their Adam way. Adam and Pete. <laughs> Ali doesn't exist because she's invisible. And it's like yeah. throwing my mental ability to balance. But Captain there. Ali is. It is weird not seeing her. <laughs> um, I'm quite happy with it. So that's what I thought um, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Bird should be called. He should have called the band Low Hanging Fruit because <laughs> his music's so obvious. I thought that was pretty genius. It, it is. Uh, you, hashtag you should, Noel Gallagher. You should like <laughs> at him on Twitter and it will cut yeah. him to the bone. Cut him. And he'll be yeah. like, what have I done with my life? No! <laughs> <laughs> I've wasted it. It's all been it. downhill since I wrote the words... Sitting on my own, chewing on a bone. Great line. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> couplet. Barely worthy of Eurovision. Oh, we've got to write our Eurovision song. To the point of memories moving through the world. Like That's the sound of them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sound a bit fart-like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the big... smell the memories <laughs> moving through the world. <laughs> smell them. Uh, um, Since you can't see me, I put the face in the chat. 